0: This episode contains strong language. Welcome to the 2018 Cocotazo Audio Theater Festival. The Cat Festival. A short play festival for your ears. Dos Voces by Walter F. Rodriguez.
1: In 1996, the United States changed its tax laws, bringing back corporate tax on the island. Excuse me, Saimara. Mrs.
2: Goodwin, could I have a word with you in the hallway? Of course, Principal Finnegan. Saimara, continue with your presentation. I'll just be a moment. Uh...
1: Oh, okay. In 1996, the United States changed its tax laws, bringing back corporate tax on the island, a move which caused many of the corporations which had made their home in Puerto Rico Puerto. to pack up and leave in a short period of time. This caused massive unemployment and upheaval as Puerto Ricans Puerto. who had been employed by those companies and other islanders who worked in jobs that supported these companies found themselves unemployed.
3: Town's especially hard hit included Canovanas. Wow, really? Canovanas, besin? Could you stop? <laughs> Could you do some research so you know what you're talking about? You fake freaking cow. I'm just trying to get through it. K- my... Keke I can't understand you. I'm so
1: sick of your shit! <laughs> 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 <Stop>! <laughs> Ow!
2: Ow! <laughs> what is going- on? Your mana! Say mana! Take it off! Stop! Stop it! Now! Good morning, Mrs. Goodwin. Good morning, Saimada. Mrs. Goodwin, I want... Have a seat for now. We can speak later. Okay.
3: Hi, Mrs.
2: Sit down, please, Yolana. I'm on time today. You don't get any points for doing what you're supposed to do in the first place and spit out that gum in the garbage. When Principal Finnegan pulled me aside to talk to me about the pep rally, I assumed that my students would comport themselves in a way that would make me proud to be their teacher.
3: Well, you know what happens when you assume.
2: You make it Believe me, Miss Ramos, you do not want to finish that sentence. The principal was 20 feet away from you, and you pulled this elementary school playground nonsense? That reflects poorly on me, and it reflects poorly on you. Both of you are losing a full letter grade from this history paper. But Mrs. Goodwin... No, Mrs. The assignment was to write a paper describing how the past 30 years have affected a place that's important to you economically and to present that paper in front of the class. I should fail you on the assignment based on your performance yesterday. But
3: we're in detention on a Saturday. That's gotta be enough already. If I fail history, I'm gonna get kicked off
2: the basketball team. You should have thought about that before you decided to start fighting at school. I didn't
3: start. It sounded oh, like you were so innocent. I was just kidding being and making fun of me while I was trying to read that paper. That's enough.
2: enough. Saimara, I'm surprised at you. You know better than to get baited into fighting. And Yolana, you've been suspended twice for fighting. Things were starting to get better, and all of a sudden this... I told you! She
3: attacked me! I'm not going to let nobody hit me!
2: (laughs) Can I go to the bathroom, please? Yes, Yolana, you can go to the bathroom. But come right back. So what happened? Yolana's got a quick temper, but you're not the type to get into fights. And several students backed her story. They said you attacked her. I'm
1: sorry, Mrs. Goodwin, but I couldn't help it. She made me so damn mad. All I could think about was making her shut up. What did she say? She was making fun of me because I was pronouncing the names of the towns wrong because of my accent. Saimi,
2: you don't have an accent.
1: Exactly! I don't have an accent because I sound like most people here. But when I try to say Spanish words, I sound, uh, white. You're
2: Puerto Rican, right?
3: Yeah, my parents are. I was born there, but we moved here when I was born. I see. The lights are out in the one hundred hallway. It's like a horror movie in there. This place must be creepy AF at night. You two are here until
2: two today.
3: Two? Come on, missus. I have basketball practice at one. We have a game on Monday. I can't miss practice.
2: You two are here until two today. But I'm going to give you an assignment. If you can complete it, and complete it satisfactorily, then you can leave after I approve it. What do we have to do? You're going to write a paper about each other's histories. Our histories? Where the other person was born, where they've lived, how they've grown up, all the way up to today. You want us to write each other's entire life stories for you in a few hours? I don't care about every time you two overslept or bumped your knees, just the most important moments.
3: Oh, that's some bullshit. Yolana! No! No!
2: This ain't the fucking breakfast club. I don't want to talk to her. You just told me you cannot afford to fail this class. Keep it up, and that's exactly what's going to happen.
3: But this ain't a social experiment. No,
2: it isn't a social experiment. But I am a history teacher, and history is as much about people's personal histories as it is the public records of a people. What I am interested in is learning about what you've done and where you've come from to get to where you are. That's history, and that's what you were supposed to be learning in my class. Now, do you want to do the paper and get out of here early, or do you want to waste your Saturday staring straight ahead at the wall?
3: Ugh, I can't miss practice. so whatever.
1: It'd be really helpful if I could get home earlier than 2. I'm up for it.
2: All right. These are personal histories. I want you two to begin with birth and talk about the important moments that brought you here to this day sitting in my classroom on a Saturday, making me miss binge-watching Buffy with my husband all morning. Ugh. How long does the paper have to be? As long as it takes to complete the assignment.
3: Why do teachers always say that? Like
1: three pages? Four? What kind of moments do you want us to talk about, Mrs. Goodwin? Like birthdays
2: or graduations or what? Everybody has certain moments that changed everything for them. Touchstones in our lives— Moments we revisit subconsciously every time we make a decision or take a step because they forever altered the original trajectory of our lives. Maybe it was a dance recital that got you interested in becoming a dancer. Or maybe Yolana watched a game of basketball that made her decide she wanted to play ball. That's what I'm looking for. Okay. Hey,
3: missus, you got a pen and a paper? Don't look at me like that. Why would we bring book bags to school on a Saturday? Usually detention means I can just go to sleep for a while. (laughs) Good luck. Mrs. Goodwin,
1: where are you going?
2: I've got tests to grade, so I'd rather not have you two chattering right in front of me.
1: So you're going to sit in the back of the room instead?
2: (laughs) That's right. Get to work.
3: Fine. Let's just do this fast. All right. All right. How do we start this? Well, where were you born? Puerto Rico, Mayagüez, Hospital Bella Vista. You? In the emergency room at Sima and Isabella. That is Isabela, Isa. Look, I'm just... Isabela, Puerto Rico, you were born on the island? Yeah. Huh. You thought I was from Jersey? Yeah, or I guess somewhere else on the mainland. So why don't you speak Spanish?
1: We moved here when I was really little and my dad decided not to teach me. He wanted to start over. Fresh. New place, new everything.
3: That's bullshit! He doesn't speak Spanish at home or with his friends or anything?
1: Nope. It's been all English, all the time, ever since I can remember. I wish he'd taught me, but...
3: So, you lived in uh, Mayaguez until you moved here last year? No, I was born in Mayagüez, but I lived in San Germán most of my life. We moved to North Carolina three years ago, but my dad had trouble finding a job, so that's why we came up here. He had a job offer up here? Nah, his cousins live up here, so we stayed with them for a couple of months until he found something. What's he do? Like for work? A CPA. Um, that's, uh... Accounting. Mom works as a cashier at Wegmans. What about your family?
1: My, uh, father's a teacher.
3: What's he teach?
1: Literature at Montclair State.
3: All right, where does your mom work? My, uh, mom isn't around anymore. She passed away. Sorry, I only asked because of the paper.
1: Yeah, no, it's fine. She died when I was born, so I don't really remember her. Shit. I'm, that's just fucked up. (laughs) Yeah, it's not what I would have wanted, but she gave me the greatest gift she could. That's what my father says.
3: That's why you guys moved here. Because your mom died.
1: Yeah. Her death crushed my dad. They'd only been married a year and a half and she was 22. It didn't make any sense to him that she'd die so young. I guess he wanted to get away from everything that reminded him of her dying. No Puerto Rico. No Spanish. He'd never really been close with his parents. They were really religious. And he wanted nothing to do with Catholicism, so they didn't talk that much anyway. But after he left the island, he never spoke with them again, as far
3: as I know. Wow. So no grandparents, even? Nope. Not ones I've ever gotten to know. I go back every summer, end of June to end of August. So I get to see my tias and primos and all of that. I stay with my grandparents when I'm there. They have an extra room. I don't know what I'd do without them. They're pretty much the only ones who ask what I've been up to all year with school and basketball and everything. That sounds really
1: nice. I wish I had that. I look at pictures from there on Instagram sometimes and think about
3: it. (laughs) (laughs) You should go one day, even by yourself if you can't get a hold of your family there. But I'm sure if you start digging around on the internet, you could find some cousins or something. Take your own pictures and start your own Puerto Rican Pictures IG account.
1: Yeah, because Insta really needs another teen wannabe travel photographer. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe I will do that after graduation
3: or something. Thanks. Check out Germán when you're there. It's beautiful. Old school, like Europe meets the jungle. I will. So, what got you into basketball? <laughs> hit in the face with the ball when I was eight walking past the court at the park <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah I was pissed so I picked it up with both hands and whipped it back at one of the boys who was standing there so hard that it stung his hands he said damn you're strong girl it was the first time somebody ever called me strong I was hooked <laughs>
0: <laughs> Crap by Danya Ramos <laughs> Oh, I shouldn't have made fun of you for wanting to have a picnic. This'll be nice. Whoa, that gazebo is bigger than our apartment. I think they bring in theater troops. Oh, we should come back for that. Shakespeare under the stars. Hmm, be nice. You want to eat on the gazebo? No way. We packed a traditional picnic. <laughs> Your are right. I made finger sandwiches. Blanket in the grass. Oh, crap. What? Crap on my shoe. Yeah, there. Over there. And shit. So much of it. Everywhere you look. Like it's rising from the ground. What are these geese even doing here? I mean, they need to lake idiots. This won't work. No pond, not even a babbling brook. Where are we supposed Alien to put our blankets? Morons. That goose. I think he understood d- you. D- don't you hiss at me! Shoo! Whoa. What'd you do that for? Oh. Oh, God. They're all staring. They're coming after us. We'll retreat. We Slowly. Nice. easy.
4: Crash. Hit. Hit They're relentless.
0: This piece deals with death and grief. Boy Crazy by Nancy Mendez Booth.
4: Hey, buddy. I'm late. Sorry. I take too long in the shower after swimming lessons. I suck less than I did last month, but I still suck. You know I do. You see me. So you know I'm keeping my promise to learn. I never wanted you to be afraid of the water like me. I'm trying. You saw this morning. Jimmy wanted me to step off the edge of the pool into the deep end can you believe that kid he's a science major but he's got no idea about the gravitational pull the laws of gravity aren't the same in the pool oh no on land gravity keeps my feet on the ground so i don't float off the planet into outer space and get incinerated by the sun But in the pool, gravity is deadly. Especially in the deep end. Gravity pulls stronger as the pool gets deeper. It surges in equal proportion to my fear once I pass that black line at the bottom of the pool when it drops from four feet to... Boom! Ten feet. The deep end is the zone of death. I know, I'm going to get sucked under and drown at the bottom with the used band-aids. And Jimmy wanted me to jump right in. Is he crazy? No, I'm crazy. A normal 40-year-old woman would pay that kid just to be shirtless. I pay him to be shirtless and scare the shit out of me. My stomach nuts every Saturday morning on the drive to my swimming lessons, but I haven't missed one. Promise is a promise. If you'd been at the pool this morning, I would have been brave. I would have dropped myself into the deep end. Or maybe you would have jumped right in and shown me up, just like those tadpole swimmers next to me. Six little kids, all lined up along the edge, each stepped off into the deep end, no fear or hesitation, one after the other, flop, right in. Then each popped back up like a little cork and paddled to the edge, little chin up. One little boy just couldn't get enough. Over and over he jumped in, popped up, paddle, paddle, paddled, climbed up the ladder, got back to his spot on the edge, and right in again. I watched him, all geared up with neon green goggles and blue trunks with a shark along the side. He was loving it, and there I was, old enough to be his mom, and I wouldn't step into the deep end even once. Jimmy couldn't even get me to step to the edge today. Line up your toes along the edge. No way. I just stood there, watching that little boy make it look so easy. I thought of you. That little boy looked to be the age you'd be if, if you weren't here. But you're here, you weren't there, and I didn't jump into the pool today. Like a loser. People tell me not to be so hard on myself. People have told me plenty of stupid shit these past few years.
0: Liam is your little guardian angel watching over you from heaven.
4: That's great. So you saw it all. Me standing at the edge, Watching the little jumper being dried off by his mommy and then being a nasty bitch when Jimmy told me to jump into the pool. Just like the little boy. And everybody heard when I said, listen, kid, I pay you. You don't tell me what the fuck to do. He was just trying to do his job. Maybe he thought it would motivate me. He doesn't know. I'm always watching little boys. I didn't apologize to him or the tadpoles who heard my F-bomb because I wasn't sorry. Jimmy probably thinks I'm mad at him. I'm mad at me. I'm a grown woman, but I'm too scared to do what that little boy never thought twice about doing. I'm a fuck-up. Good mothers don't lose their baby boys. That's the most basic part of the job. Bring your kid into the world alive. I don't care what the doctor said or the science behind blood disorders or infections. Good mothers keep their promise. I won't let you die. Those nine months I waited for you. I dreamed we'd learn to swim together. Together. I thought if you saw me work hard and stop being afraid, I could teach you to be strong, not a quitter. Did you did you see me last week? Jimmy said Freestyle shallow to the deep end, middle lane. No, no kickboard. I didn't want to. But five months of lessons was feeling like a waste of money. I tucked against the wall, streamlined my arms, and pushed off.
2: Jimmy yelled,
4: Kick! Kick! I did, even when I saw the bottom drop deeper. I felt a grip in my gut and my chest. I swear, it was the gravitational pull, but I was in the deep and kicked even when I swallowed water instead of air. I was windmilling my arms, but I didn't care. I saw the end of the lane and kicked through the deep and stretched that last stroke until my fingertips touched the wall. I grabbed that edge and held on and coughed. No one clapped. No one cheered. That man in the next lane kept doing his lazy backstroke, but it didn't matter. I made it across, and I hoped you saw and were proud of me. I want every time to be like that. I want you with me, not here, in Holy Name Cemetery. Baby boys aren't supposed to be guardian angels who take care of their mommies. Here, my hair's still soaked. I never would have let you stand outside in the cold with your hair wet. I would have taken such good care of you. There are times when I think I would have been a great mother. Maybe the world's best. I just never got the chance. I promise to keep my promise. It's it's just so fucking hard. I'm still terrified of water. I don't know how long it will take me to step off into the deep end. I don't even know if I still have a swimming instructor after today. I don't know how I'm going to do this. I know. I'll keep
2: trying. I promise.
0: The 2018 Ocotaso Audio Theater Festival featured plays written by Walter F. Rodriguez, Dania Ramos, and Nancy Mendez Booth. The cast included Michael Kino, Jessica Bracken, Jenica Carmona Arandia, Nancy Mendez Booth, Dania Ramos, and Alicia. This episode was recorded in Bloomfield, New Jersey. Michael Aquino was the sound engineer. He also composed and performed the theme song. For complete production credits and for more information about Cocotazo Audio Theater, please visit cocotazomedia.com. That's C-O-C-O-T-A-Z-O-Media.com. If you enjoyed this production, please subscribe to the Cocotazo Audio Theater podcast. Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Rate and review the show to help us reach a wider audience. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Cocotaso Media. Thank you for listening to the 2018 Cocotaso Audio Theater Festival. From our minds to your ears.